It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and today we are broadcasting live with a live studio audience at the University of Minnesota with the Golden Gopher football team. All right. Golden Gophers in the Big Ten. And we're here to talk about um, a social issue that's gotten some press lately, uh, especially with athletes, and that is domestic violence. Uh, Recently, a high school, one of the top recruits in America, in Baltimore, Maryland, a high school uh, basketball player was arrested for hitting his girlfriend. These stories uh, are unbelievable to me. I know they're unbelievable to to women, and we're going to use these stories as an opportunity for the Golden Gophers and the Adam Rich Show to do a public service announcement about uh, really just being being a gentleman. You can never lay your hands on a woman, and I think we have some support for that sentiment right here in this room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So no matter what the situation is, no matter where you are, if it's a fight, if it's uh, an altercation, the simple rule as a man and as a gentleman is, uh, is this. Never lay your hands on a woman. Never, ever. That's, that's right. And, I, and it's worth saying again, and I think that's fantastic that we all said it as a team. Let's say it again in three, two, one. Never lay your hands on a woman. Never, ever. Never lay hands on a woman. Never, Ever, a public service announcement from the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher football team. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah! All right. Get to know Adam at AdamRitz.com. Get to know the radio show at AdamRitzShow.com. Joining us now on the telephone from New York is our next guest, Lee Hawkins. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time in the Big Apple to talk to us uh, about your work with um, uh, the Wall Street Journal. Real quick on your background, uh, I'll let you tell us the story, but we're going to bring you on the show whenever something pops up with the work you do with celebrities coast to coast. Uh, If they have any sort of topics or issues that fall in line with our social awareness, uh, we'd be proud to bring you on the show to talk about those issues. Uh, And this time, we're going to talk about your interview with David Stern, the commissioner of the NBA, Uh, more specifically, the recent story of Jason Collins, the first major male athlete to come out and announce he's homosexual. So we'll talk about that in a second. But real quick, back to you, Lee Hawkins, uh, national, I guess, media personality with the Wall Street Journal. What do you do there at the Wall Street Journal? New York. I'm basically a reporter, and my current assignment is uh, hosting a show, a digital show that I created called The Business of Celebrity with Lee Hawkins. And what we do on that show is we take the top names from sports, entertainment, and, and big prominent newsmakers, and we talk to them about their brands. We do in-depth analysis on the way that they make their money, uh, the positive things that happen with their brand, some of the crisis this management uh, that happens with their brand that has occurred over the years with various personalities. We see these cases uh, every day. Uh, I've had a lot of different guests over the past year, everybody from Lady Gaga to Hugh Hefner to 50 Cent to, as you mentioned, David Stern. Earlier this year, I had Clive Davis and Joan Rivers, and all of these people uh, have these fascinating stories about how they've been able to 
to navigate through their worlds of business and, and sports and entertainment uh, and become successful and some of the wise decisions they've made and also a lot of the mistakes they've made. Well, that's, that's a, an amazing array of, of names you just threw at us, from Joan Rivers to Lady Gaga. And you talked to them about uh, their brand and their business. So you're, you're, you're sort of a, you're kind of E, e News meets uh, uh, like Fox News Business Channel. Well, I think the difference is it's really classic Wall Street Journal because what I really do, Adam, is I go a lot of steps further than the ease and the access Hollywoods, not to diminish or to play down what they do, but I really just take my background from covering General Motors and Wall Street and all of the traditional businesses and just applying that to these people that are brands in themselves. So um, I think the closest person out there uh, to me right now would probably be someone like a James Lipton who's inside the actor's studio who does about two weeks of research uh, before interviews and gets, uh, you know, four or five hours with each person and then whittles them down to an hour. My interviews tend to be about 20 minutes long and I get a lot more access as well. Well, we're certainly proud to have your insights uh, on this social awareness broadcast, and I can see how um, what you're doing, a percentage of it really uh, is social awareness. If you're talking to them about their business practices, maybe their brand, uh, in our world, we can talk about their philanthropies or foundations, their charity involvement, what they care about, what their causes are, uh, inspirational stories, these celebrities, what drives them, their mentors. That's the type of stuff uh, that we're looking for from Lee Hawkins as he comes on the Adam Rich Show. So again, we thank you for coming on the show and uh, agreeing to come on in future episodes. And for today, we want to talk about that interview you just did with David Stern, the, uh, I guess, 30-plus years as commissioner of the NBA uh, as he retires and steps down. Tell us about this interview. Well, you know, it was a fascinating time because of going into the NBA finals at a time in which David Stern uh, had a chance to really reflect on his 30 years and to speak about the things that he uh, is proud of, which, first of all, is not just any one or two things. I think his real uh, thing that he's proud of is just the idea that over 30 years he's been able to grow the NBA brand and take it uh, international, having a big impact on markets like China and India, uh, you know, to, with an eye towards, you know, potentially doing even more significant things beyond just retail merchandising, uh, you know, the, the shoes and the, the apparel and all of that. I mean, it's not out of the question that at some point, if they're able to have successful negotiations with IMG in the India market, they may actually be able to have an NBA league at some point. And I, I think once the infrastructure in, NB, in India is built up, you know, maybe 20 years from now, that could be very, very viable. And so it was a chance to really sit down with him and talk about all of the different wide ranges of issues uh, that he's had to deal with during his tenure, everything from um, the uh, illegal betting of the referee mm. uh, 
to to the Ron Artest uh, situation, uh, and the thing that really stood out to me was his feeling that the professional sports leagues have failed athletes in terms of helping them adjust uh, to the new experience of fast wealth, and then helping them make sure that they manage their finances so that they can have a comfortable post career. And he said that uh, in that, that he felt that the um, that the documentary that ESPN did uh, called Broke that focused on this issue was mildly racist because it disproportionately highlighted black athletes. Uh, I was really surprised to hear him say that, and he even kind of uh, said that maybe he was being a little bit oversensitive about it. But I, you could tell that it had affected him sitting down and watching ESPN's report uh, because he felt some level of personal responsibility as uh, a commissioner of the NBA to see so many of the young men struggle in the ways that they have. Lee Hawkins is our guest. He is a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, and he recently interviewed David Stern uh, about many issues. We want to focus on this social awareness talk show uh, about the Jason Collins situation. Recently, Jason Collins was the first male athlete in uh, one of the four major leagues, I guess you would say, that between the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Football League. The first major male athlete out of a major sporting league to come out of the closet and announce he was gay. Um, tell us a little bit about that part of the conversation you had with David Stern. Well, you know, it's funny with David Stern because he's trained as a lawyer. Uh, he's a, the guy who will, will quibble with the smallest uh, kind of detail about your question. So I opened up uh, and I said, you know, Jason Collins did come out as gay, but it's not guaranteed that he will be picked up by a team. Uh, so what will the NBA be doing for the first player that actually comes out and plays as a gay man? on the court. Ooh, uh, that's, yeah, that's a sly question. And, and, you know, the first thing he said was, well, uh, no free agent has a team right now. But he, he, he understood the question Sure, sure. Well. <laughs> uh, but, but I think it's an important point and distinction to make that uh, while Jason Collins, is, what he did was courageous, uh, the reality is, is that he's not Jackie Robinson because Jackie Robinson not only had to be black, but he also had to play black. Mm-hmm. And he had to go through and endure the abuse and the harassment that millions of blacks around the world uh, on the country had to endure. And the same thing with gays. There are gay people all over this country that are not going to get the benefit of a book deal or a movie deal or anything like that 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 face harassment. And so what the real milestone will be when a gay man steps on that court and plays and has, has an environment of tolerance, not only in the NBA, but from the fans. And David Stern, I think, didn't like the question, but what he basically said was that uh, they already have protections in place for all kinds of harassment, and they, he doesn't feel that there's a lot more that needs to be done uh, other than what they've already done. Is there any education from the NBA's perspective toward their own players on how to react inside the locker room when this continues to happen? It'll keep happening. 
you know, Adam, that that's a really good question. I mean, when when the NBA works with players, when they bring in NBA, uh, the rookie transition program, there's a whole host of things that they do to, to try to prepare the players for life, uh, for understanding what their obligation is to the community and to their teams, and uh, the incredible scrutiny that they're put under uh, in terms of the spotlight and, and the price of mistakes and how there's a ripple effect when one player makes a mistake. I think they do a really good job, uh, a better job than they have in past years in trying to get these young men to understand that. And I think the whole tolerance and diversity and all that comes in uh, under that kind of umbrella. So I'm sure this year in the rookie transition program, you're probably going to see, you know, a discussion about Jason Collins and, and what it means and, and making sure that people hold uh, up to the highest values possible in, in public and in their private lives as well. Well, we're going to put a link to the video interview from the Wall Street Journal website uh, on our website. So it's fascinating. It's a 20-minute video interview with Lee Hawkins and David Stern. We encourage you to watch it. Uh, find the link adamritzshow.com. Great stuff, Lee Hawkins. We, we can't thank you enough for joining the show. If, uh, if you want to come back on, you're, you're more than invited to come back and share any and all of your insights with social awareness and, and the celebrity interviews that you carry on over at the Wall Street Journal. Let's get in touch with you through Twitter. Is it simply at Lee Hawkins? It's at Lee Hawkins. That's it. Okay, H-A-W-K-I-N-S, at yep. Lee Hawkins. L-E-E-H-A-W-K-I-N-S, and you can also um, check me out on Facebook. Uh, I post all my interviews there. We also have a very, very robust discussion going on at all times about all of the interviews. Some of them really get heated. A lot of them are humorous. So, What was your favorite part of the uh, David Stern interview? You know, I think it was just the experience of interviewing someone that if he doesn't like a question will not hesitate to argue with the question. You know, uh, for instance, I said, uh, you know, talked about the referee and the illegal uh, betting, and I, I used the word game rigging. And he said, game rigging? I don't know anything about any game rigging. Where, where are you getting that information from? And, and you know, I just, I kind of skipped over it. But the, the idea is that when someone uh, is influencing a game uh, with calls, right, but, changing the outcome of the game because of their calls, uh, I guess it's, it's a matter of uh, opinion, but I would consider that to be his own version of game rigging. You no. know, and so, and there are all kinds of headlines at the end of it. I pulled all kinds of headlines uh, where people, other media organizations, said that uh, the referee, Tim Donaghy, had, had talked about uh, allegations of game rigging and things like that. And so I think he, the commissioner has a job to do, which he does very well, and one of the, the chief responsibilities of the commissioner is to uphold the values and the credibility of the NBA and his tenure was really great but it was very very uh, difficult to interview him at certain points because he really 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 has the strategy of taking the interviewer off his game or trying to at least by 
guy quibbling with the smallest detail of the question. And it, he's a pro. He's probably done uh, more interviews, been interviewed more times than I've interviewed people. <laughs> so that was the thing that really stood out to me. And I'm so much, I'm so grateful that he gave me the opportunity to speak with him. That is great. What do you think the, his favorite question was that you asked him from his response? I think, I think he really, um, he liked the fact that I asked him about Brian Gumbel calling him a uh, plantation overseer during the uh, NBA labor negotiations in an essay on real sports with Brian Gumbel. And his response to that was that he laughed at Brian Gumbel with his African-American friends because he feels like he's done more. His contributions to African-Americans in sports have dwarfed those of uh, Brian Gumbel. And I think he was really humored by the question, but you could also tell that at one point he was probably a little hurt and offended that they called him that, that Gumbel called him that. Yeah. Because of the work that he had done earlier in his career to diversify uh, the coaching ranks in the NBA and also uh, to open opportunities for more racial minorities to take control uh, or to have stakes in teams. So I guess the audacity of someone like a Brian Gumble to say that humored him and he got a chance, I gave him a chance to kind of respond uh, to what he had heard. Well, it's all online and uh, on the Wall Street Journal, um, I guess, digital television studio that you're the, you're one of the main faces of, if not the main face. And we'll put a link to that on uh, AdamRichShow.com. We encourage you to watch the entire 20-minute interview, Lee Hawkins with David yeah, Stern. Thank you. And Adam, I will just say to all the viewers, uh, one thing about the Wall Street Journal is we're not just a newspaper anymore. I mean, we really bring the journalistic credibility that we've always had, but we're multi media now and WSJ Live is a platform uh, that you can actually catch on Apple TV and uh, across the web so we're really trying to expand our, our footprint and our, so that's why I really uh, appreciate your having me on the show and I'll come back as much as possible. Sounds great that's Lee Hawkins we can't thank you enough for your time enjoy New York Alright buddy you can catch up with The Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. It's The Adam Ritz Show, and we thank you so much for tuning in. And we thank, uh, more importantly, our next guest for joining us on the show. It's David Thornton. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm, I'm happy and proud to have you back on the show as a regular contributor now. The last time you, you were on, we talked about uh, your story of persistence and uh, your tenure um, experience through the NFL as a linebacker with the Colts and the Titans, and now you work with the NFL player engagement, and that is why we wanted to bring you back on the show this week because of a couple very topical stories that have hit the newswire concerning a couple uh, NFL personalities that uh, have made some bad decisions with their, I guess you could call them social decisions, and just wanted to get your take on some of these stories and maybe how we can learn from them uh, outside of sports. Just young men across the country listening to this broadcast as they move forward with their life. you got to know to take life more seriously than, than some of these stories you hear about, and We'll bring that up in a second, but real quick, David Thornton, 10 years in the NFL, now with the Colts as Director of Player Engagement. Tell us real quick about player engagement at the NFL level. Well, essentially, I just serve the team in a lot of different ways, help my men in the locker room grow on and off the field. Um, we do a lot of programs to help guys you know, make wise decisions financially, 
um, help prepare them career-wise with career development programs, um, decision-making programs. We help deal with um, private matters that guys have going on in their life. So uh, we really touch on every area going on, you know, in their life. And uh, we definitely want to improve their performance on the field, but more so improve the men in the locker room off the field. And so that's kind of my focus to help them, you know, just be the best men that they could possibly be. One of the things I like most about the player engagement program is the continuing education because it's very important uh, from your perspective, from the NFL's perspective, that these guys have a, a productive professional life when they retire from the National Football League, which is going to be sooner than later. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, continuing education is very, very important. I'm actually quite proud of what the Colts accomplished last year. We actually topped the league with having the most players on our team go back to school and finish degrees. Oh, no kidding. Oh, absolutely. So I'm definitely proud of that. We um, definitely encourage guys to be lifelong learners. You know, so that's something that you can, can never be taken away from you. Okay, so David Thornton joining us, uh, manager with player engagement with the NFL, and you work with young men to really I just narrow it down. You're a life coach. You want to help these guys have comfortable, productive lives for the next 60 years of their life. Now, we focus on a couple of stories that happened this week, one with Chad Johnson, um, pro bowler, uh, 10 years plus in the league, um, and he's been in the news recently in the last couple of years because there was a domestic violence issue. He um, battered his wife, uh, was, the Dolphins cut him, that was very public because it was on HBO, Hard Knocks, then he loses his reality show on VH1, so his illustrious NFL career and all the good that he's done in a matter of a few months was just destroyed. Now, this week, he's in court to wrap up that domestic violence issue with a plea bargain, no jail time, some community service, and um, in the courtroom, the video's online, we encourage you to Google this, and you know, you can have debates with your friends on, on how this has, has ended up for Chad, but he slapped his attorney's butt um, during the court proceeding, kind of as, as a thank you um, for the hard work the attorney did, the judge took offense to that as not being serious and making a mockery of her court, and she pulled away the plea bargain, said, I will not honor this plea bargain. You are going to jail for 30 days. So I immediately thought, i got to talk to David Thornton about this because it's a great example, even outside of football in the NFL. This is a great example for all young men to know, no matter where you're from, who you are, what you do, when you're in certain situations, social situations, you have to act accordingly. And you cannot mess around and, sla and play grab butt and slap your attorney on the butt. I mean, you cannot do that kind of stuff. When you heard this story and came across your desk, what were you thinking? Well, you know, I agree with you, Adam. You know, there's just a lot of things you can and cannot do in certain environments. And um, to hear the story about, you know, what he did in the courtroom, it's definitely disappointing, you know, to see that he responded to uh, a verdict in that way. And uh, you just got to consider everything that's going on in Chad's life right now. You don't know what he's actually taking seriously. And you don't know where the trajectory is pointing. You don't know if it's pointing up or down. But performing things like that in the courtroom, you know, type, those type of acts, definitely don't help your case. And so um, it's just important to always, you know, to do what's right, you know, to treat people with respect. You know, so there's some things that just are totally inappropriate. And that was a display of totally inappropriate behavior by Chad. So um, those decisions, you have, to, you have to deal with the consequences that follow. And um, every day we're faced with choices. Sometimes they're in the courtroom. Sometimes they're just everyday life. And the choices that you make, the decisions that you make, there always be consequences to follow. So um, there's just something he has to be able to accept and deal with as a man. Now, we encourage you to Google this video. It's all over the Internet. Uh, Google Chad Johnson, attorney, 
uh, butt slap. I mean, it'll, it'll be the first video to pop up. And, you know, you be the judge. You watch the video. You, you maybe might not agree with the judge's decision to pull the plea bargain back and send him to jail for 30 days because I'll play devil's advocate here. He was standing up there um, being respectful, and it was, a, it was a court hearing. You know, this was not, um, I guess, a courtroom drama. There was no jury. There was no decision to be made. He knew what the outcome was going to be. There's a plea bargain. This is just going through the motions, get, get this paperwork through, and I'll stand here. The judge then encouraged him to thank his attorney. The ju- if you watch the video, the judge says, Mr. Johnson, your attorney did a fantastic job, and you should thank him. And that's when he turned to his attorney and slapped him on the butt, much the same way uh, you would thank your best friend for helping you out with uh, giving you a ride if your car broke down. That was his way of saying thank you at the direction of the attorney say, or I'm sorry, at the direction of the judge saying, why don't you thank your attorney? So devil's advocate in me says he, he really didn't do anything that bad. However, when you're in a serious situation like a courtroom with a female judge and the topic was domestic violence, you stand there and you've got to know that you're under the microscope. Exactly right. You know, it, you're in the courtroom. You know, that's a judge. You know, it's not a game. You know, I can see if you're in the football field or practice or something like that. Someone makes a good play, you thank them doing something like that. But um, that's the court of law. You know, so you have there's a certain level of respect that place kind of demands. And so in those circumstances, I think that act probably wasn't the wisest one to do. You know, so whether he just made an impulsive decision or maybe he thought about it and, and didn't make the decision. I don't know. But nevertheless, you know, it, it didn't really play out in his favor. And now he has to deal with the consequences that come from it. Well, David Thornton is our guest. Uh, a couple of the stories that hit the news this week in the world of social decisions. Uh, the Chad Johnson story with that butt slap in the courtroom. And also Pac-Man Jones. Adam Pac-Man Jones plays for the Bengals. You played with him for the Tennessee Titans. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay, so you know him personally. And you know he's a good guy. You could, I'm not asking you to tell us what a great guy he is. But I'm asking you, you know, if, uh, for those of our listeners that don't know exactly what happened, here's a guy who's been in the league at least 10 years, um, very talented, but he's, had, he's been arrested. And I'm not even going to overestimate here or exaggerate. Probably two or three times per year, every year he's been in the league. He's sometimes in the headlines for the wrong reason. He was in the headlines this week for assault for punching a woman. And, I mean, he... It was a closed fist, full-blown punch. He claimed self-defense. It was uh, outside a nightclub in Cincinnati after a Reds game. She threw a drink in his face. He defended himself, he's claiming. He's pled, pled not guilty to these charges. Um, you know him. He's a, I don't, I'm not going to say he's your best friend or anything, but you played with him. What, does he have guys in his corner saying, look, Adam, you just can't put yourself in these positions. Don't go to nightclubs anymore. Don't stand within three feet of somebody that has a drink that could possibly throw it in your face. I mean, what is the deal? You know, it's, it's definitely another unfortunate situation being that his past, his resume is um, decorated with a lot of the wrong things. So you would hope, you know, by now, considering his past and where he is currently and hopefully where he's trying to go, that he would put himself in better situations. And, I mean, obviously that's not happened. That's not the case here once again. He's in a situation where something could possibly happen and get a little sticky and questionable. And, uh, and that's something I always encourage my guys is to be very, be very mindful of where you're going, knowing who you're hanging around, the type of women you're interacting with. You know, it's just better just to sometimes just stay at home, you know, and especially if the, the folly keeps repeating itself, you know, the different mistakes, the 
the different eras, you know, sometimes you got to change the environment, change the people you're hanging around, or you're going to continue to get the same results. You're going to keep finding yourself in sticky situations. And um, it's it's a situation right now with, with, and with Pat, you know, he responded, you know, is it the right thing to do to hit a woman? You never, that's a tough one to win. I don't know many guys that win that case. Anytime you hit a woman, especially if close fist, yeah. hitting a woman at all, you know, one time is too many. Yeah. You know, so and that's kind of a thing that's been showing up on his resume. So I don't know what are the chances of him winning a situation like that coming out, you know, favorable in, in, on his behalf. I, I, I definitely think he's a, a great guy. I do know him personally, but I think he definitely does struggle with putting himself in um, certain circumstances that could cause him to respond in a way that may not be appropriate. Well, that's why we wanted to bring you on the show, and we again thank you for your appearance in your world of the NFL. These stories mean a lot to you, uh, but outside of sports, these stories mean a lot to society because we can all learn from these. And the things that pop out to me about these two stories: Chad Johnson with the butt slap in the courtroom, uh, Adam Pacman Jones with a, uh, a questionable uh, altercation at a nightclub. Both those gentlemen did not wake up in the morning and say, "You know what? I bet by midnight tonight." I'm going to do this, and this consequences are going to be that. So it's a great point for all of us, male or female, um, athlete or not, to think about our decisions socially as we go out. Don't act a certain way in an inappropriate manner in a very serious situation like a courtroom. Don't go to a nightclub, put yourself in a position to end up with um, assault accusations. Think before you act. Think before you go. And sometimes, like you said, I totally agree with you. Sometimes it's better just to stay home. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I, I remind my players all the time, you know, most guys know the right thing to do. You know, most guys are smart. They understand, you know, um, what they should do. But will you do it when you face that, that crossroad, that opposition, when the, when the circumstances have presented themselves? Will you have the courage to still do what's right? So I always encourage my guys, hey, the time is always right to do what's right. You know, understand that private flaws will become public consequences one day. It's just the life you live in as a professional athlete. People will know. It'll come out. So it's just important to just make sure you're doing the right things pretty much all the time. That's David Thornton, player engagement, NFL. Congrats with the work you're doing with the Colts. That's great about the continuing education. And um, hopefully the next time we bring you back on the show, it'll have nothing to do with anybody getting arrested. (laughs) Let's hope for that. I keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> and I also want to get people to follow you on Twitter. It's at DT underscore five zero. Is that correct? DT that's, underscore five zero. Yes, sir. That's correct. That's me. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.